Okay. Good morning. Well, after watching the uh, the film, you know it was a it was a hard fought game. It was a it was a great college football game. You know, two two teams slugging it out all the way to the end. Uh, unfortunately, the dogs came up short, uh, but I was very very proud of our team uh, how they fought in a hostile environment on the road, and um, you know we're we're one drive away from going two and zero in Pac-12 play. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen that way. And uh, give credit to Oregon State and, and Coach Smith. Uh, they came out on top. But uh, it was pleasing to watch the film in all three phases. Uh, guys executing, executing plays and playing hard um, and, and fighting back uh, through adversity. And uh, we just came up short. So a lot to clean up. Um, and our guys know that if we can clean up some of those details, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, that close uh, there at the end. And uh, it's easy for our guys to watch on film and say, wow, if we, if we could have done this, it could have done that, could have executed better, we would have had a different result. And so now we're here with the bye week. Uh, great time for our players. School just started last Wednesday, so it's an awesome time for our players to get ahead in school. Uh, they uh, had, had three days last week, and, and now this week, get away, don't have to, to worry about uh, football for a few days anyway and there's no opponent uh, you know lurking this Saturday so they can really get ahead um, in their schoolwork so this is an awesome time for our, our bye to come about and then as a coaching staff we'll take a deep dive into all three phases of our team um, and what we can what, what we're doing good what we're not doing good and what changes we can make uh, to make sure we put our players in, in better positions to uh, to be productive and to make plays and, and to win football games and then, of course, we're going to get ahead on UCLA. You know, we get, we'll have two weeks to prepare for our next opponent. And so that'll be a, a big uh, deal for our staff. And then uh, later in the week, our whole staff will hit the road and we'll go out and recruiting, which we're extremely excited about. It's been a long time since we've been able to go out and be in high schools and see these high school coaches that we've known for, for a lot of years. Um, it'll be great for the prospects to see uh, the University of Washington uh, roam in the hallways and go into their high school, high school football games uh, uh, again. And then uh, some injury status updates here. First, on our coaching staff, uh, Durham Cato, you know, took a hit on the sideline. You know, I've been coaching for a long time, and I've seen coaches take some hits on the sidelines before. He took a big one on the sideline there and um, was transferred to the hospital during the game. Uh, thankfully, we got him back, and uh, he, he's with us. He's healing, but he definitely has some, some injuries. Um, but he is in the building, and uh, he's going to be okay. So... Um, Kate Otten will get back uh, off of protocol this week, so he'll be able to practice, and we will have him back uh, for our next home game against UCLA. We'll also get back Buki uh, for next Saturday's game. He should, he'll, be, he'll be ready to go. And then uh, my favorite new status, uh, Zion is week to week. Okay, questions? Can you tell us what happened to you? Yeah, I was uh, about I was about I don't know seven eight yards away, and um, this happens it happens a lot, you know, on punt teams. The gunners usually get jammed and get uh, you know pushed out towards the sideline, and the jammer, the corner who's covering them on punt return, and they're usually right there. So it's a typical play that happens. Um, I know Coach Cato will tell you he's got to keep his head on a swivel. Uh, we all do on the sidelines. It can be a crazy place, and I think. Uh, he was looking down at his play sheet or something, and and uh, and, and he got hit. How bad did he get hurt? He got bad. He he got hurt pretty bad. So I I don't want to go into the injuries, but uh, uh, he had to be transferred to the hospital in the middle of the game, and and we didn't have him uh, after that play until 
uh, we were boarding the bus to, to go to the airport. Is that something that might keep him off the sideline UCLA? Or? Um, possibly. Possibly. It's something that's going to keep him off uh, the recruiting trail this week. And we'll see. We'll see. I guess he's week to week as well. When something like that happens, how do you delineate coaching responsibility, talking to the tight ends? How do you shift in game one? It was awesome. Yeah, we were we were on top of it. Aaron Knotts, our our uh, uh, chief operating officer, he he was all over it. He uh, our chief of staff, excuse me. We uh, upgraded Thomas Ford, our quality control, our analyst. Uh, he he was able to get on the headset. He works with Coach Cato and the tight ends and the offense, and so Thomas Ford was able to uh, uh, to be able to be on the headsets, and and he was a, a valuable asset for us uh, the rest of the night. That's something we're doing in, in, in-house. We, we will be able to send somebody extra out on the recruiting trail. Yes, great question. And we will be sending somebody out extra in his place. Jamie, I'm curious, you know, after this past game, what would you consider to be, I guess, the identity of this offense, the strength of this offense? You know, a game where you can't run the ball, you were able to do that a little better, you've been, you know, pass first in some games. Just When you go into this vibe, what do you... What do you sense is the theme of strength of this offense right now? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we're, we're diving in since, you know, yesterday and, and today and just really, okay, now let's, we're not worrying about an opponent on Saturday. We're putting a magnifying glass on all three phases and, and you're asking about the offense. Um, that's what we're going to get to, you know, by the end of the day of really peeling back the layers and go, okay, what do we do well? What players do we have to put in position to make plays? What does our quarterback do well? And um, let's make sure we're putting everybody in the best position possible to be su- to be successful. And um, and so I think that'll be a better. I'll be able to answer that question uh, better later in the week. And I do know this: we need to be able to run the football, and we need to be able to give um, our quarterback a clean pocket to pitch and catch and and get the ball out to our athletes because we have some really good players um, outside. Yeah, the one that he kind of scrambled out of there. So it was a, it was, it was a high snap. But um, and I think Race will tell you he should have been able to still just jump up, catch it, and and punt it. Um, You know, thankfully he 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 was he he jumped up and kind of did a little whirly bird and three sixty and and thankfully got it out and actually ended up hitting a decent punt. But um, he needs to handle first of all the snap needs to be better. That's 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 number one, and uh, but I think he he could have handled that high snap a lot cleaner and then still got the punt off uh, in a regular time. What's the, the threshold for you um, in a late game situation like that between try to try to get a stop and, and force Oregon State to get as long of a field goal as possible and let them score and see you guys can try to answer with a touchdown. Yeah, so that goal that all goes into the field goal kicker and who you're facing and how and what um, his distance is and what his distance and we have all that charted. Like where where do we think? I call it chip shot range. You know, it's like okay, if if they're in chi- uh, just they can easily just kick it up and it's almost you know eighty percent or more going to go in through the uprights. That's the that's the threshold. So for every game that that could be different. Um, we've had games where it's way farther out, way farther out because th- we're facing a really good field goal kicker, um, or, or, or the other, or the other way, you know, farther in. 
Um, you know, I go back to two weeks against two weeks two weeks ago against Cal. Uh, they had so much issues with their operation uh, that 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 yard line would have been a lot closer. And so it's week to week. It's week to week. Um, how confident we feel that their kicker is going to make it through in chip shot range. You mentioned um, having to you know get a, a clean pocket for for Dylan that being a priority. How have you seen him manage pressure to this point and manage blitzing and, and just try to react to those situations? Yeah, well, it's not all on him. It's, you know, at first it starts with the coaches. we got to make sure we're giving good protections that he can be, he can feel comfortable with. And I think he's handled it well, but it's also on the offensive line. And so, you know, there's times there where um, he feels he should have a clean pocket and then all of a sudden someone's coming clean. We need to block those guys with our offensive line, our running backs and our tight ends. And he's trusting that those guys uh, should be there. And we've done a good job with it. Uh, but there's times where he's been sacked or has been hurried. Um, where it's, it's a, it can be a combination, a combination of, of coaching, a combination of us missing a protection, uh, and a combination of, of uh, our quarterback not seeing what he's supposed to be seeing. And so those are the details that we have to clean up um, uh, each week uh, to make sure that uh, you know, he always feels protected, we have a clean pocket, and he can sit in there comfortably and set and deliver the football. Has MJ Allen starting spot? He played well. Uh, you know, Julius has played well as, as also uh, throughout this year. So I think we have two quality players that continue to battle it out. And um, like I always say, it's never it's never set in stone. It's uh, who, who's playing the best right now who can give us the best chance to win. And MJ had some good plays. Julius had some good plays. And so now we have two weeks here to before our next football game and um, we'll see who gets the nod, and, and then our, there also might be a rotation as well. Those are two quality football players. Jalen, you, uh, sorry, uh, Jimmy, you mentioned that uh, uh, your playmakers need to get the ball more in space. You have a lot of those guys. Uh, Jalen and Rome had, I think, seven targets combined in that game. Do those guys need to have the ball in their hands more? They do. Yeah, yes, they do, and so does Terrell Bynum. And, uh, and so does Kate Otten when Kate Otten you know, gets back. Um, we have a lot. We have a lot of playmakers. Uh, Taj Davis has made a bunch of plays for us as well, and so we need to. And that's what we're doing right now is going through this film, and we need to make sure uh, that we're setting our offense up for success and make sure we're getting the ball in our playmakers' hands efficiently and effectively. And now, um, and then we, you know, we have playmakers in the backfield as well, and we need to make sure we, we're able to to get in a rhythm and, and uh, run the football more effectively. Uh, you know, we just had little stretches in our last game against Oregon State where we ran it well at the end of the second quarter and, and towards the end of the fourth quarter. Well, we need that in the first and the third. And it starts with us as coaches, starts with me. We got to make sure, hey, let's build a plan where we're getting these guys going. And once we do that, we can really open up um, some good opportunities to get to the ball, the ball to the wide receivers, like you had mentioned, to, to Jalen, uh, to Rome, but then I also say to Taj and Terrell Bynum and, and obviously Kate Otten. Jimmy, with, with everything you put into this program, with all the organization and all of the film watching and all of the dedication to it, you have a series of losses. Does, does that worry you that, you know, you got to stay strong to keep the message going, to keep everybody believing? Because I know there's a huge faction of fans that just go off when there's a, whenever there's a loss, but... You know, you lost three out of the first five. And it, seems, it must seem like it's kind of rocked the boat a little bit. No, it hasn't. No. Uh, we know that 
we have things to clean up, and we know if we operate a little uh, better uh, in all three phases, those games could have gone the other way very, very quickly. And so one drive away from the first game of in game one of, you know, of getting that one, and we're one drive away from last week of, of getting that one done. And so um, I think there's only one game so far that uh, – you know, we didn't play well in all three phases and the game was in doubt, uh, you know, into the fourth quarter. And so, um, so to answer your question, no. How do you evaluate the safety team? Can one? I think it's getting it's getting more settled here in the last couple of weeks. I would say it's it's gotten more settled, especially with Alex Cook and his uh, his physical style of play and his solid tackling. Um, he has definitely solidified himself back there. Uh, but as always, it's it's a it's a constant competition at every single position. But he is playing well for us. Cam Williams has been playing well for us. He. Uh, you know, he's been dealing with some some injuries, and uh, which opened up an opportunity for Asa to get in there this last game, and he made the most of it. And so, though, you know, those three players right there, I think, are um, definitely playing at a, at a higher level right now. But we still have some other players there that have, have that have played some football for us. That if they get back in that film room and get on the practice field and and show us that they know all their stuff inside and out, they'll get the opportunity as well. Uh, but I think in the last few weeks, it has settled down a little bit, um, especially at our uh, strong safety position with Alex Cook. Who played really well on Saturday? I saw that Eddie had like 16 tackles, and I didn't even realize until I saw the sheet. Who were a couple of guys who played successfully well? Taki, I think, played one of his best football games. Uh, you know, he's... I shoot messages to my players every once in a while but he was definitely one after I watched the film uh, him taking on those double teams I mean they're handing the ball off 50 times they handed the ball 50 times and uh, and then him being able to f- being a factor in the pass rush that uh, got Asa turned with the, the interception he's the one that hit the quarterback and, and rushed him and, and uh, affected that throw and then he also uh, got the huge tackle for the loss on the screen in the fourth quarter. Taki played really well um, in, a, in, a, in a loss. Um, you already mentioned Eddie, ton of production there. And, um, you know, that's that my mind was on defense. I apologize. I was trying to think of some other defensive players that played well. Um, and then on offense, I mean, pretty, I mean, you guys saw the stats, but I mean, obviously Sean McGrew played really well. Kamari Pleasant played well. Uh, gave us a huge boost, and um, and yeah. Without going, I mean, I don't have the stats here in front of me. I think you guys, that, that's overall. I can I can say those guys played uh, played a good game in a loss. Mentioned after last season that there were some things you could do structurally, defensively to defend the run better. Do you think you've done that? Have you made those changes? And whatever changes you made, you've seen them working. Yeah, we have. We have. Um, it's, de- it's definitely helped us already f- uh, through the first few games here. Um, we still got to get better, though. We still got to get a lot better. We, we, we've been able to stop some of the runs, some of their featured runs, uh, and that's what we did against Oregon State, and then Oregon State did a good job of, of opening up with some other runs that they have not featured and hit us on some plays. And so, um, and that was where you saw in the beginning, you know, it was a, 
it was a chess match in the in the beginning of the game there and towards the third the third quarter where we were able to some runs that they were had had a lot of success with so far in 2021 we, we were able to stop and they had to go to some different ones but we're still we still got to get a lot better we got to clean up our technique you know those those tackles uh still got to get you know they got to get better our linebackers still got to get better with their run fits um but schematically i, I do believe you know, adding an extra guy in there has has made offenses change what they're trying to do, uh, to, do to us in the run game. Jamie, I'm curious, just uh, kind of big picture being in year two, a year and a half into your regime, obviously you had a pandemic last year, but is this where you thought the program would be, I guess, at this point in your development, um, being a head coach? In terms of... Oh, no, of course. I mean, nobody goes into it going, hey, I want to be, you know, this record. Um, we want to win all of our games. Uh, I think any coach taking over doesn't go into it go, hey, you know what? I, I want to go 500 here. I wanna, <laughs> we want to win all of our games. Um, this is competition. There's, we're, we're going against other teams that are trying to win as well. And I love competing. Our team loves competing. Our staff loves competing. And we wish we could win every single game that we've been in. I mean, that's that's the goal every single week. The beautiful thing about competition is there's obstacles thrown in your way all the time, all the time, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's injuries, whether it's I mean, it's it's things that you don't know that are going to come about. An assistant coach getting getting rolled up on the sideline, don't have him for the rest of the game. Uh, a lightning storm two years ago. I mean, there's all these things that just go on and that's competition. And I love it. And I love it. And so. Um, I'm thankful that we have a a good uh, culture on our team that has been able to deal with all the different uh, adversities that we've had to go through. And um, you're going to continue to see a team that's going to continue to fight. You guys are 100% of the best. What's the last you had that success given your offensive struggle? You were having obviously success. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of different factors. And so, you know, the first thing we got to get down on the red zone, right? And so I think, uh, but I give a lot of credit, you know, to our to our players first for being able to operate down there and, and be able to push the ball over and, and, and score. Um, and then and then second, I'll give, you know, credit to our offensive staff of designing plays to, to make it hard on defenses and, and go in there and, and make sure when we get our opportunities in the red zone that we're that we're pushing across the, the goal line. And so now we gotta we gotta make sure we're we gotta make it to the red zone uh, to to finish off those drives, but that is a that is a positive. Um, an, another a, a negative kind of off of that is we gotta make sure we're limiting our turnovers. We're turning the ball over way too much. You know, it's the last two games now where we're starting a series and we just hand the ball off and the ball's on the ground, and so that can't happen. That can't happen. We can't just give the ball away. Um, so I think if we limit our turnovers. We're going to look at our scheme to get us into the red zone and continue to tweak our red zone plays. Uh, our offense will continue to to grow and and develop. In these last three games, we've they averaged almost thirty point some points a game as opposed to the first two games where we averaged eight points a game. And so the growth isn't where we want it, but it's on an uptick and it's getting better. Sean in, in the Wildcat, obviously the Wildcat is not a new scheme for defenses. But why do you think? defenses have struggled so much to just be able to scheme against that it's a really it's a tough it's a tough formation 
and we we've, we've been doing it out of a different formation with different plays going from left to right and so I, I give a lot of credit to JD and our staff for you know causing that confusion that what and, and then you add in the extra the extra gap with the wildcat quarterback whoever that is you know it's been rich it's been Sean so on and so forth and so that extra gap causes a lot of issues and so now defensively you got to be react to the perimeter play we got we have this really fast player Giles who if you don't honor him we're going to hand it off to him he's going to go around the edge and then um, if we don't hand it off to him you got to make sure you're, you're you're protecting both the right and the left side because we can go either way and so it's a good it's it's been a really good scheme and we got to continue to tweak it we can't just keep doing the same thing over and over because um, defenses will you know eventually they'll catch up to it and that's that's the the cool and the the hard thing about offense right uh, everyone's hey why don't you just run that play over and over well you can't just run it over and over because eventually they're going to catch up to it so now you got to do something off of it and so that's what uh you know our jobs as coaches to do is to is to put those players in good position where that play continues to work Oh yeah. Well, on the touchdown, on our touchdown, just watch the video. The, our last touchdown against Oregon State, four defenders went to Giles and Sean McGrew right in the end zone. Oh yeah, they honor for sure. Yes, he will. Yep, he'll be able to practice. Yeah, I I would definitely let him air it out. Um, so to go, so yeah, to go back to, to your question, yeah, the you know anytime you change your personnel group, that always gonna it's gonna throw a wrench into defensive plans, and so. You know, they're probably scrambling. We hadn't shown that. And so their defensive staff is going, okay, they're in three back personnel. What are they doing? What's going on? And so, you know, that's not on your call sheet. What, what do you call them versus that? And so anytime we can put a defense on their heels a little bit, um, is it is it advantage uh, to the offense? And so that I'm sure that, you know, without me being in their building, I, I, I'm sure that causes a little confusion. And, and obviously we had some success. Production, positive plays, a lot of positive plays, no negative plays. I saw third down conversions and I saw two touchdowns. Yes, so that's I probably should address that. So Tim Horn, uh, we we've decided to redshirt Tim Horn, and so here moving forward, Addison Schrock will be our backup kicker. And also, you saw that uh, Peyton Henry was our lead kickoff guy. And by the way, did an excellent job. He kicked off every he. he uh, banged everyone through the end zone and was a touchback was 100 percent versus oregon state i should have let off with that thank you christian correct oh that's an easy decision uh just as a trade, did you guys hear the question? Uh, Tyler Helensky, Helensky's hope. Um, so he, uh, I mean, I remember going to to his high school uh, in recruiting and just seeing just such a uh, 
bright faced young man smiling and um, you know, he was the leader of that team when he was just a high school prospect and just the, the tragic story uh, that came out, uh, you know, from him. And, and I know his family obviously is still dealing with all that tra- tragedy. We wanted to put a, uh, a huge spotlight on mental uh, health awareness. And, you know, as soon as that was approached to us, we were like, yes, we're all in. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll do this anytime you want because we have to put a spotlight on mental health awareness. Mental health awareness is a, is a huge issue. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that got, have things going on. Uh, they might look like they're happy as can be, but um, deep down, and maybe sometimes not even deep down, they're not doing so well. And if we can, uh, you know, make sure everyone's aware of that, maybe we can uh, make sure a tragedy, tragedy like what happened to Tyler and his family doesn't happen again. Seven days a week, and it took me a while to figure out that sometimes working five and a half days a week out of four fifth and in the next seven. Are you guys going to get a little bit of time off to just kind of take down and recharge and the players as well? Oh, the players for sure. Yeah, the players have the day off today. Uh, they all have a couple of days off. We were definitely getting the players um, out of here. We have a lot of work to do as, a co- as coaches. What we will be able to do is we'll be able to go. We, we usually don't go home for dinner uh, with our families at all, but we'll have a couple of nights this week. We get to go home for dinner, uh, but that's about it. We're still working seven days a week. We've got a lot of recruiting to do. We've got a lot of film to watch. Got a lot of game planning to do for our next opponent. Um, you know, our nonstop seven day a week uh, work style will stop when the season's over. But when the season's going, we're rolling every single day. He's he's available. Yep. So he, I mean, he was available last two games, and so he, he'll be available again. And he should be a lot better with a, with this must rest now. The last two weeks, and now two weeks before our next game, um, he should be close to 100. All right. Okay. Thank you.